You are listening to The Benchcast with your hosts, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. And the 2019 Arnold Classic has just come to an end. And boy, what another great event. Uh, We did not come away with the belt this year, but we had a hell of a time. And I think we put on one hell of a show. Uh, First off, I just want to thank you, everyone who tuned into the live stream or who reached out and wished me luck or, you know, those who came down to support and those on my team who came out to handle me and help me out. Man, um, just overwhelming support and I just, it, it means so much to me and I just can't say thank you enough. Um, to everyone, to everyone who who just sent me a quick message and, and wished me luck, and uh, man, it, it never feels like I'm going into this event alone. Always feels like I have a ton of backing and um, support, and people rooting for me. Um, and those who said they were watching the live stream at home who couldn't make it out, and uh, man, just the the support that I received. Uh, is really unreal, unbelievable, and um, you know, I never take that for granted. It, it's it's really awesome uh, just to have so many people rooting for you. It really is, uh, especially on a stage like that. Um, so, guys, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. It was an awesome weekend. You know, ball didn't really go the way we, we wanted to, um, but, hey, it was better than last time. That's for sure. Uh, last performance did not go well. This one went a little bit better. Ended up uh, with a 683-pound bench, which is off my best. But, you know, thinking about it, not too many people out there can bench 683 pounds. You got to keep that in perspective sometimes. And, and, man, that felt like a really solid lift to me. So I'm happy about that. That's progress in the right direction, whereas, you know, 683 pounds prior maybe doesn't go as smooth you know but it, it felt really solid and uh i'm really happy with that you know i went uh you got my first lift of 660 and um we had to i was hoping to jump a little bit more but there were certain kilo jumps we had to take and i took a 10 kilo jump which is the smallest we could do and um ended up with 683 in my hands and i thought i handled it pretty good so i was up on stage for much longer than I was competing last last man standing meet, uh, which was in September. So I'm very thankful for that. That was my plan. You know, I went all out with the whole red, white, and blue gimmick. You had the I had the big beard grown out. Uh, I had it painted, or it was rather chalked, uh, red, white, and blue. It looked awesome, and you know we had the the red, white, uh, star spangled socks and. Uh, the headband and the whole the whole gimmick was awesome. The eye black again, so uh, you know able to be up there on stage for four attempts and uh, up for there for a good amount of time. I was probably at least involved with the meet for an hour and a half, which made it you know real fun. You know, it's not like you're knocked out early and you're sitting around. So um, you know, I'm thankful for the time I was able to spend up there on stage. And uh, for people to see me on the live stream, man, we had a hell of a time. We had um, much more shirts than I brought in last year. And, uh, you know, the crew was throwing them out. Uh, it's actually funny. My my wife, who was taking videos as well, she uh, 
she hit the paramedic in the head, and they mentioned something about that um, on stage. That that was pretty funny. That was a, that was a nice little highlight. Not for her, but um, you know, I, I'll, I'll definitely remember that one. Uh, that was funny, uh, and it was man, it was a great time. Again, and I want to say, congrats to the winners. Larry Cox took home the lightweight championship. Uh, one of Greg Powell's training partners from Texas. What an impressive bencher he is. 750 pounds. Uh, Jeff Johnson taking home the middleweight championship. I think he hit uh, 680 something himself, maybe 683. Um, and Tony Carlino taking home the heavyweight championship. Now a two time champion, one in 2017, one in 2019. And uh, he's bringing home the belt. And uh, congrats to him. We had him on a podcast not too long ago. It was a few months back, I think early November or late November. Um, He was going for 905-pound bench. That's what he ended up hitting at his meet. So he is, I believe, in the top five all-time rankings at 275, which is a feat in itself. Really, really impressive. So I want to say congrats to those winners there. Uh, Well-deserved. And, um, yeah, I'll I'll recap the meet for you. Uh, I'll go into detail about training and uh, and how the meet ran and the whole experience. So, first off, before I jump into it, if you loved, if you were able to watch the live stream, you saw some pictures, some videos, and you you loved the the shirts that we were rocking on stage, um, or you didn't, weren't able to get out on the website and grab yourself one of our limited edition 2019 Arnold shirts. We print these things every year with a slightly different design, uh, so it's kind of a limited edition collector's thing. Uh, if you weren't able to grab one, they're going to be on the website for the remainder of the week, so they will go until Sunday, in which they will be uh, off the website. That's March 10th, so you have until March 10th to pick up your 2019 Arnold Classic Big Benches limited edition t-shirt. Those are the same shirts we were rocking up there on stage. We got the Sport Tech long sleeves, hoodies, and tri-blend shirts for you. So if you're interested in that, they are $29.99, bigbenches.com, and you can get those until March 10th. So make sure you add that one to your collection. I got one from the last three years. And I'm sure next year we're going to print a real awesome one as well in 2020. So to take you through the training cycle, I guess that's where I'll start. Uh, Man, I put a lot of stock into this meet. I was probably training from this meet from like July on in hindsight, you know, which is well over six months. At first it was was preparing for the the mock version, Lost Man Standing in, in September. That was in Ohio. Uh, Jason Nobler actually ended up winning the heavyweights that time around. But from July to September, I was preparing for that. Uh, didn't go the way I was hoping. I hit the opener. I uh, missed the or I missed the opener actually on the, the first one because of my uh, butt coming off the pad. I had a lot of issues in the back with traction. Uh, my shirt was ripping each attempt by the third attempt. Uh, I was just nervous about it because I've had shirts blown out on me in the past. And, uh, you know, the last thing I wanted at a mock meet is 
really, I mean, it was a sanction me, it was, a, it was a, a real deal, but, but man, the last thing I wanted, and like a trial run, uh, nothing really on the line, uh, was to come down with a serious injury, so, uh, I switched shirts on that fourth attempt, couldn't get it, you know, I mentioned that shirt maybe once before, it was a super katana, uh, but that meet did not go my way, and let's just say I was out early, but luckily Dan got us all pizza, beer, we had whiskey, so yeah, I was able to sit back and enjoy a good show. Uh, Jamie Mata, who, shout out to him, I was able to train with him this past training cycle, and his crew up in Vermont, Fairhaven Powerlifting, uh, check them out, but he put on a show at that meet. I mean, he was competing a little heavier, but he hit like a 50-pound PR, he hit a 660-something bench, I believe he finished with which is awesome for him, um, and he fared really well this time around as well, at 198, he hit a 606 pound bench, I believe, so he's a, a fantastic bencher, but yeah, I was able to sit back in the September, unfortunately, you know, watched the whole show there, but, um, you know, I was real, got my mind right after that, I bought two shirts, two bench shirts, I bought uh, when they were out for, it was probably a few hours, I got the Mark Bell Power Shoe um, because of the slipping I had in the back. My shoes just worn. I've been, for three years I've had that, but they're just worn. Uh, so I was spraying them with stick them every time I could. And, um, and what I also did is I, I made a whole checklist of things I needed to prepare for. And, and one of those was the traction in the back room. So I actually cut up a yoga mat into thirds. One for my traps uh, on the pad to set up, and then two for my feet. Now, we had some carpeting in the back, and the yoga mats were sliding on that. But I was like a shag carpet, and it actually held my feet pretty decent. So I, I went without the, the footing. The The shoes were awesome. Those shoes have been awesome to me. The Marco Power Shoes, that's pretty much what I wore my whole powerlifting career. Just about, and they're... Awesome shoe. I love the wide toe base. Be able to spread your, your toes out, really grip the floor. And um, that provided me plenty of traction. So I had no problems in the warm-up room. Warm-ups flew. I knew right off the bat it was going to be a great day. Just by the way warm-ups felt, which hasn't been the case in the past. So uh, I was prepared on all levels for this meet for sure. And I believe about 14 weeks out, 15 weeks out, something like that. Um, got together with Dr. Jim Albury out here in East Meadow, um, Long Island, New York. And, you know, I saw him regularly for PT work every single week. And we hit everything. We worked on my shoulder mobility. We hit my traps. Um, just doing everything we can to keep me healthy through the rigors of the training. Um, and, you know, I can't thank him enough for... All the work that he, he put into uh, helping me be at my best on meet day. And I'll tell you guys, while it might have not been my best performance, I was at my best. Uh, I really, truly believe I was at my strongest yet. I was feeling really good on meet day. No issues. Uh, I, was, I was ready to roll. So preparation was there for sure. It's just the execution. You know, when you get to this level... It's it's really comes down sometimes it's hit or miss you never know it's really hard to string it together consistently and this particular event last man standing so if you guys don't know 
bar starts at a certain weight for each weight class, which is light, middle, and heavy. And uh, for me, the bar starts at 660, and it just keeps jumping up from there. So, you know, it's it's a tough event to prepare for, especially because uh, the rules were always, it seemed like they were changing in some ways throughout. So it was really tough to even plan ahead for what attempts I might be taking. And uh, you got to account for other lifters as well, because obviously you're trying to win the thing. But uh, it's tough to plan the jumps, and it's just one of those meat structures that's just difficult to prepare for. Very different than your standard three meat uh, type of lifting. You know that I've found I've, I've had some real good success in the past two years. Always hitting PRs, making very good progress. And man, this last man standing stuff has been tripping me up. Um, in July, I hit my best bench ever, seven ten. I was coming after the Arnold last year, and I hit 7.05, and, um, you know, I was rolling hot. That 7.10 moved really good. Just missed 7.50 after, but, um, you know, that last man standing September tripped me up, and this Arnold tripped me up, and I uh, haven't, it's been since July since I did a three-lift meet, which so I'm excited. Next month, I'm going to be in a three-lift meet. Uh, well, actually, I'll be doing full power. Uh, I haven't told too many people this, but I am going to be squatting and deadlifting for the first time in a while, um, raw. And then I'm going to jump in my super katana to bench. But uh, I'm really excited for that, and you know I'll, I'll delve into that a little bit. But this training cycle has had its up and downs for sure. Um, it started out, you know, not not quite the way I would have liked. I I was um, underestimating the weight by about 40 pounds in training, so it was feeling heavy. And then I realized after my math was 40 pounds off for like the first two weeks in the shirt. So we got that corrected. Um, and man, it was just, it was a weird time because uh, you had a consistent training crew for a while. And everyone kind of started going their separate ways. And it got to the point where I had maybe one or two people and it just wasn't even enough to do shirt work. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to figure something out here. Uh, so I had a consistent training crew coming by for a while in the summer. And then that kind of started falling off. We, we didn't have uh, enough people sometimes. And it just wasn't becoming a reliable thing where I could be like, okay, I'm going to do my shirt work on this day. So I was struggling for a while just finding like a consistent training crew to train with. Because, guys, you got to remember, uh, um, as a coach, too, I mean, when people are off of work themselves, you know, lifters, it's, I'm coaching. So I'm, I don't have the opportunity sometimes to train with people uh, at, like, a 5 o'clock time, you know. So uh, it's tough. It's tough. you got to kind of wiggle around a, a different schedule. And luckily, though, I was able to hook up with Pitta Iron Gym in East Meadow. And man, they, uh, they, uh, Vicky and Pete, who own a gym, they were so accommodating to me. Um, you know, I reached out and, uh, you know, I said, hey, uh, will you guys uh, bench in? Or, you know, do you have uh, these, the amount of people I'll need? And, um, man, Vicky was just real quick to respond. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll make sure people will be there and come on down this time. So I did. And, uh, they just been awesome. I've been benching over there for the majority of the training cycle, and it's been going great. They have 
awesome little spot there great equipment and it's just a good atmosphere um, they're fun to be around it, it just made training fun again where training kind of became a a chore for me in some ways and it just wasn't as fun as it used to be you know, this past year was really a struggle to just find motivation to train a lot going on um, you know we got a new house early last year and before that Arnold there was starting to feel like a chore a bit but it just kind of dragged on and I, I wasn't as consistent with my squat and deadlift training haven't done a meet there in years so uh, it was it was tough to find the motivation I'm sure a lot of you go through that as well and I kind of just chalked it up as you know I'm just going to keep putting in the work and you know eventually things will change it's just one of those periods where you go through it and you're either going to get frustrated and be like you know maybe this isn't for me and do something else but, um, you know, I'm just too invested in this sport and this lifestyle and my um, business. And uh, it's just it's who I am, uh, the, the powerlifting training. And it's just it's what I do. It's It defines me in some ways. You know, it's it's just part of my, my persona, my being. So there's no way I would ever not be involved in powerlifting in some capacity. But it, it was just it was a tough time for training is what I'll sum it up as is uh, lack of motivation and I just did not have like the training crew around me that made it fun uh, which did in the past you know the guys that I trained with so being able to go to Pitta Iron Gym uh, Mondays at, uh, it was 11 a.m. and I look forward to that session um, it was a great time so I'm looking forward to being able to get out and uh, train with them very soon again and make another run at a, a big bench and uh you know it was also great too this past training cycle which spanned you know six months as i said i was able to get out to uh, a good amount of other crews i was up at jamie's gym as i was saying earlier in vermont i took a drive out to dave kingwater's uh set up at the fitness mill upstate new york and they have a fantastic crew to iron outlaws bench crew and they got about 15 people there it seems on a sunday morning get getting after it you know and uh, they're all making great progress so it was really fun being able to travel around and just train with different people and, um, you know, i was able to go see rich putnam in the summertime you know in preparation for that september meet and, um, you know, something I definitely want to do more of is just get out and train with some more crews. And uh, that's just what makes it fun for me, man. I just, I love training with, with good people, good friends, you know. And uh, that, that's what makes it fun. It's, it just doesn't have to be a lone sport. You don't have to be isolated. Um, I enjoy uh, doing what I love to do with people that love to do that as well. And, uh, so that's something I'm going to continue to do is plan trips out to to train with more people and uh just have fun with training and that's why i'm doing the full power here coming up with the squat and the uh, deadlift again you guys want to be motivated to train those lifts and just have the feeling that i had in the past um where i'm just excited about the squats and the deadlifts and um you know doing a, an event again so and going through the full power aspect too which is very different than walking in before bench starts and, and doing that whole deal and then leaving after so going through a full day of lifting i'm just excited to uh do those things again I, i'm feeling like i'm catching that motivation I, i'm figuring out a schedule again and i'm training with people and 
Uh, so I'm expecting good things to happen now that I'm back on um, that, that motivation kick. And, and Arnold was great for that as well. And anytime you're not out on top, right, you want to uh, get back at it and, and prove to everyone something. So uh, that's really where I'm at right now. But that kind of sums up the training cycle. And you know, to, to sum it up near the end, it was not ideal. Uh, I was about... Right around, before everything before Christmas was going awesome, right? And then yeah, I hit 765 multiple times off of one board. I handled 800 pounds in the gym pretty handedly to, I believe, a one-and-a-half board. And um, I was really happy with how training was going. I was handling some big weight. I was feeling beat up, but to be expected. And then after Christmas, um, you know, I was sick at Christmas time. You know, it was more of a, a kind of a food poisoning type thing. You know, Christmas Eve, I was sick. I was going to go train with my buddy, um, Rick Sibia, in, uh, back home in, in Holyoke, Mass. He has a great setup. Check out Team Sibia and um, you know, all his gorilla apparel and everything. He, he's really taken off with that. And uh, So I was hoping to train with him Christmas Eve. Didn't get a chance to. Um, and then kind of everything spiraled out of control from there. Um, I just, I was losing some weight, wasn't really being meticulous with my, my eating, getting enough food in. Um, so I started seeing the weight decline a bit and the shirts weren't fitting as tight. And then it brought up a dilemma. What shirt am I going to use? When am I going to switch it? Which is something to think about these last man standing meets is like, when are you going to switch to a tighter shirt to lift more weight? Um, because you can't use a tighter shirt for opener weight because you're not going to get it down. It's going to be really difficult. So that's something to prepare for, which I, I didn't think I did so well this meet in hindsight, but it is what it is. Uh, after that, it, there was, um, it was just kind of downhill a little bit. Like I said, um, the saving grace was I hit 600 uh, off the chest in, in the Titan Magnum Ram, which is a huge PR, 45-pound PR for me. Um, that was within that time. And then I ended up getting sick, um, kind of like flu symptoms and stuff for quite a few days after getting back from a trip from California. Uh, everyone was just sick around that time, and I lost a lot of weight, as low as 239 at one weigh-in, and... Um, Nothing was fitting good. And that was actually my last scheduled bench session where I went up to King Waters Place. And I was just handling 660, just trying to do what I could with it and make it look good. And I was just, I was swimming in those shirts and it was, I was not at my best. But I probably, in hindsight, I probably would have trained again. But I was like, I'm confident with my ability in the shirt. You know, I wanted to stick to game plan, give myself a lot of rest going to the Arnie. So I stuck to my guns. I'll, I'll give myself that. You know, through the training cycle and through the actual meet itself, I stuck to my guns. I didn't do anything I wasn't originally planning to do. So I'm happy in that retrospect. But um, in hindsight, probably would have attacked it a little bit different. But, you know, there's something to be said about sticking to your guns and, and you know, living and dying by, by what your plan is. So um, that I'm happy with. But I went a whole month after like the last two search sessions being shitty so like i said i mean there was nothing really good to write home about until before christmas and uh so i was this mean was a little bit out in the dark but i had confidence in myself and my ability to work in the shirts and um 
that's I, I went into it like I said feeling my best PT regularly every week um, you know training in the ram went great you know, everything was moving good there shirts a little bit different however and how they fit very different you know when you get up in that weight everything's got to be dialed in so like I said when you when you get up there it's really it's a hit and miss scenario sometimes is everything's got to be spot on and that's what I love about shirt benching is it's nothing like raw, you know. Uh, you know, I, I kind of know what I am capable of doing raw at any given time. It's in the shirt. I mean, everything's got to be dialed in for that specific day. I mean, you bloat too much. Now everything, all of a sudden, you know, if you're a pound two over, you know, everything's different. So it, it's really tough to dial it in at the right time, especially as you go up in weight because there's less room for error. You know, and, and me being as technical as I am, getting uh, probably 300 pounds out of the shirt plus, uh, it's everything's got to be spot on. So it's a real hit or miss scenario sometimes. But so I go into the meet, right? Uh, it was a fantastic week. You know, fortunately, our event is on Sunday. So, uh, you know, I'm just kind of waiting back Friday, Saturday. Got to weigh in Saturday. Uh, I went to the expo a little bit. You know, walked around, did that whole thing, uh, met up with some people and all that. But for the most part, I'm just kind of mentally preparing for my event, I'm making sure I continue to eat, I'm getting out and eating as much as I can and going to restaurants and, and whatever food I have available. I actually went out and, and did some grocery shopping on Friday uh, just to have food at the hotel suite so I can warm it up, microwave and things like that. Just so I always have food ready. So, man, the preparation... Uh, was my best yet by far out of any meat preparation wise I was spot on for this meat you know there's nothing else I would have done differently I had every tool I wanted with me um, mobility wise I was ready to go food wise ready to go hydration totally ready to go I had everything Gatorade Pedialyte Noon Tabs huge grass water bottle you know I had everything with me so I can't fault anything on the preparation side of things even training wise in the warrant room I had everything I wanted traction on the pad everything was spot on could not ask for a better preparation but uh got to dial in at the right time so Sunday's event comes around and uh you know everything's in kilos but hey we're prepared for that too I, I filled that all out night before did conversions we were ready to go um we actually found pound plates in the back so that worked out for us uh we were able to just work with pounds and um but man we were prepared though <laughs> i tell you preparation was spot on and i can't thank my crew enough um you know lewis bond who came down to help me again this year um steve wasick and uh, brandon horn just shout out to some of my buds there that came down to help me out um they had a uh they they really uh yeah, helped my ass out, and uh, I can't thank them enough for making the trip out and everything. But uh, it was a well-prepared meet, and um, so we're warming up in the back and doing everything that I planned to do. I was taking my, my plate jumps. I did two shirted warm-ups. Weight flew. The shirt was fitting tight. But, man, the thing about this, the old Inzer SDP I have, I'm wetting it down. This is the same one that was ripping last time. I had it seamed up after that meet. And uh, I think it'll stretch on you. It'll definitely stretch on you. And that's really what did me in near the end. So 660 moved really well. I got on stage 
throwing out the shirts and everything. We did the whole announcements and um so that was always a, it's always an awesome time getting to throw chuck shirts out to the crowd. Nothing like that. No event like that. Um but yeah, go up for that 660. Bench felt great. It's a great elite FTS bench and pad and uh set my feet. I had no problems keeping my hips down. Everything felt locked in. Uh great handoff by the guys and smoked the 660. I felt got a little out in front but you know at that weight that's 660 is is a weight that at any given time if i'm feeling shitty or not or if i lost 10 pounds that's something i should hit uh so i got that weight 683 was our next one i actually planned to do at least like 690 if not a little bit more but um the jumps i think we could take were like 10 to 20 to 30 kilos it was like 10 kilo jumps in between 10 and 30 um, and that was the thing too, is the rules just weren't very clear. Um, nothing, you know, Dan Dag runs an awesome meet. Uh, maybe communication could have been a little bit more clear, but, uh, I was not very certain on the rules. So I, I was planning to take a certain jump, ended up being a little bit lower, which is fine. Uh, came out, hit the 683, but the next one, I planned to go to 330 kilo and that ends up being two, uh, 727 pounds. Now, this is something I've been preparing for for six months now. So I was hoping to work well past 727. Um, so I'm not mad about not hitting that, or I'm not, um, how do I want to word this? Uh, you know, I expected to do better than that. So uh, that's a little disappointing, and I, I can't blame it on the jump exactly. I was taking 50-pound jumps in training. So it, it was a big jump, though. It was that, like a 40-pound jump, uh, 45, 44-pound jump, right? So it's nothing I didn't haven't done in training. It is a big jump, however. Uh, the first shot at it, it would have been a 17-pound PR. I had a good go at it. Uh, I just lost the right side. It popped off the chest, though. We jacked the shirt up a bit, um, and uh, we jacked the collar down. We didn't. We didn't do too much for that attempt. Uh, we we did just bring the collar down a bit. We didn't mess with the arms too much, but uh, we had a good run at it. I I thought it was right there. And um, so how it goes is once you miss it, you gotta go through um, the order of failed attempts again. So. You know, you go through this long list of people, and then everyone that failed has to go through again, and then they go through the list once more. So there's a lot of waiting time between my my first lift and my second lift, and uh, from that lift to 727. But you know, that wasn't a negative thing. I don't think I enjoyed having the extra rest for sure. But uh, so 727, I thought, like I said, I thought I had a really good shot at it. Uh, the handoff, we probably could have worked out a little kinks. It was, uh, if you can see the the live stream video uh, from the front, you see that thing really teeter tottering for some time. But you know, nothing. I, I haven't experienced in training. I was able to settle the weight pretty well. I thought you just gotta be patient with it because you, in the back of your head, you hear um, the uh, the bench call, like the start command right and sometimes you're just not ready to go so that's why i always tell people man just wait until that weight settles because if you go on their command you're not going to be ready sometimes and that's why i joke too is that sometimes i forget there's commands in the meet uh because i'm i wait so long to settle the weight 
And then I finally hear I, I hear this bench call, and I'm like, oh shit, there's commands, <laughs> you know. So uh, it, it's a positive thing. You take your time. You don't have to go when they say bench. If that weight's still swinging, let it settle. So that's what I did. I handled that real well, and I thought I had my fair shot at it. Uh, we we didn't get it. Um, in hindsight, I probably would have switched shirts even before that attempt, um, but I stuck to my guns, like I said. We jacked the black one up as best we could, like really brought it down the triceps, jacked the collar down. Um, it was It was feeling good, but... You know, when I got out there to take that weight again, uh, I knew right away I was I was probably in trouble because uh, it was very noticeably uh, stretched out from the prior attempt. So I so to um, put it into perspective for you, it's difficult for me to get my hands out where I want on the bar uh, off the bat, like the six sixty. It was difficult to kind of get my hands into position. Um, it's manageable in that shirt, but difficult and. Um, then when I went to take this attempt, this fourth attempt, the second at 727, uh, man, my hands freely went to those rings. Uh, the, the collar felt super loose, and I was just like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> so, you know, I gave it my best go, but it did not even pop off the chest one bit. So uh, that one was just a sinking ship, and um, it, that ended the day. But... Um, you know, I was able to uh, watch the rest of the guys go, and everyone did fantastic. But like I said, I, I just enjoyed being up on that stage. Um, and uh, it's just it's just a meet that you can't really, there's no other meet like that with that crowd. and uh, So it was a really good time. But in, uh, in hindsight, as the structure of the meet and whatnot, um, you know, there was a lot of miscommunication on like the rules. I believe I wasn't sure on the rules. No one really was until we got there. And then what really leaves kind of a bad taste in my mouth about the event is, um, so not to take away nothing from anybody. Um, so for example, like in the middleweights, I believe Greg Powell hit a hundred pounds more than, uh, like Jeff Johnson, who they gave the belt to. Um, not to take away anything from them. I mean, they, they played to how, I guess, the rules were structured. And um, so, like, they gave the the belt to whoever was the last man on the stage. So, um, you know, while Greg may have failed his 815, I mean, Jeff was the last person up. He hit his six-something, right? And so he got the belt. And, um, you know, to me, I just, I don't like that structure. If I'm going to win... I want to win by the weight, you know, obviously. So uh, I don't want to win by just taking the small attempts and being the last dude actually up there. You know, I want to win because I hit the most weight. And that's where I didn't really like the, the rules. And it was it was really, it was funky. I wasn't sure, you know, how they were going to play that out. And I just don't, don't like that. I mean, if it was me, not to take away anything from anyone, uh, but if I know I didn't win on weight like that, I wouldn't even want that belt. Just knowing the preparation I put into it, I probably would have just went out and gave it to the other guy, you know. Um, because uh, just for me, I'm super competitive, but I want to win, um, you know, by by weight and, and being the guy who lifted the most and stuff, not just the guy who was up there. But I, I understand this, this event's a little different and stuff, but... Um, yeah, that the, for me, I'm not sure. 
if I'll, I'll do this one, I'll, I'll probably, so I'll do this one again next year. I know I'm, I'm just saying that right now, um, but I'll probably end up doing it again next year. But the thing is, I'm not going to put as much stock into it as a competitive event as I did this year. Like this was like my Super Bowl. This is what I prepared for the most. Everything was geared around this. I skipped meets just to focus on this. And uh, that's something I definitely will not do in the future. Uh, because this is more of a showcase event, you know, and just the way kind of it played out this year, um, it's a showcase event. So I'm literally, I'm, I'm going to be up there to put on a show, get some good pictures, you know, have a, a, put on a great show for everyone, do the whole gimmick thing, the beard coloring, and, and just hit some good attempts and let the cards fall where they may. But in terms of actually, you know, pushing numbers, um, you know, the course of my career trying to like hit my best numbers and stuff um i'm gonna gear up for like a, a different meet for sure and i'm gonna put my focus on that and this is gonna be more more or less just something i do you know uh here rolls around march it's gonna be the arnie i'm you know i'm preparing for this meet maybe may but i'm gonna do this event um type of thing so that's how i'd approach it differently next year for sure i don't know what the structure is going to be i'm not sure if there's going to be a qualifier and you know that's the other thing too that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth not to take any way anything away from some fantastic dudes who are well deserving to be up there like larry cox in the 750 bench but the thing is he he was not present at the qualifying meet in september um so you know you spend all this time and, and money and travel to get out to a qualifying event you do those things to qualify and uh and then someone else gets into the event as well and not to take anything away from those people because everyone that that got into it that wasn't at the qualifier it, it is a well-qualified bencher they're all strong people it wasn't like anyone getting in there and just not doing anything you know everyone deserved their opportunity for sure in terms of the weight they're moving but and you know to, to qualify for an event you actually got to do the qualifier in my opinion um, so that's something that kind of left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth and uh, it just it is what it is and um, you know I'm not not necessarily upset about it it's just it's something that will make me reconsider if I even bother doing a qualifier if if it's gonna really mess up you know travel plans or it's gonna be difficult for me um, I might not even bother trying to do a qualifying event at that rate and then just see where the cards fall um, in March, you know. So that's how I prepare, uh, do it differently next year. Uh, just not going to put as much stake into the event. But, hey, not to take away anything from the winners, like I said, and it's a fantastic event. There's nothing else like it. So I'm absolutely um, planning to participate in one fashion but that the other thing as well is um so big benches our business there they, we're doing some really awesome things and i want a uh, big goal of mine is to set up a booth at the arnold and 2020 might be the year that we do that so if that's the case too i want to make sure um that what i compete in does not affect that in any way as well i still want to be present um, for that absolutely 100% of the time and um, so that's something that still might go on so um, yeah that's a recap for you guys 
And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't the meat I was hoping for. But like I said, I came in at my best. And my preparation was at a whole nother level. Um, there was no like, oh shit, I wish I had this type of moment. And I had everything I needed with me. I had the crew I needed with me. And it's just amazing. They would take the trip out to help me out. And I'm just super fortunate all the support I received. Um, so, man, I'm just I'm just blessed for that opportunity. As someone who was uh, four years prior, I was just sitting in the crowd. And I was like, man, I want to do that. And I was chomping at the bits. I'd be in the gym at 4 a.m. I'd be benching three days a week. I'd be busting my ass with this meat in mind. Being up on that stage, getting my name called out. Um, putting on a good show and man four years later i i couldn't ever ever expected to just be in a position i am hitting the weights i am and just the whole gimmick and all the support i received from people and how you know they just love watching me bench even if i don't have my best day people love watching me bench and um you know, that that means a shit ton to me and uh just to to put that all in retrospect and uh, it's it's really a cool feeling when you look back on it, and um, you know that's the thing too, where you are now. Just think of where you were four or five years prior. You know, doing a look back like that serves you really well because it just shows you how far you came. And um, yeah, I am just in a blessed opportunity uh, to even be up there in the first place. So uh, it was a hell of a meet, and I, I want to also. Um, just thank everyone uh, who who came out and supported me, and um, you know, just it, it means a lot to have all the support backing me. Uh, so, thank you again, guys. Appreciate that very much. And um, yeah, so that's the recap of the Arnie. We are moving on. We got an event next month, and uh, you know we are back on the grind. We got a lot of events coming up. RPS events that we'll be partaking at you can see our table there and um get some new apparel and we're printing our own shirts and a lot of exciting stuff going on um right now in the vip membership group on facebook we're doing an arms challenge for the month of march so our lifters measured their arms march 1st their arm size and we're going to retake that arm size march 31st hopefully i'm going to grow these pipes i'm participating as well um so I'm excited to get that the arm size up, and uh, you know we got a lot of cool events and, and free things that we're doing in the VIP group on Facebook. So uh, if you're interested in that, please reach out to me about joining our VIP membership. You, know, you get a lifetime discount to BigBenches.com as well. Um, so we're doing a lot of cool things this year, and. Um, I'm hoping to get that other podcast uploaded ASAP for you guys. I know I mentioned that in the past. Um, just working through some things, but uh, I should have those episodes up for you very soon. But another great Arnold. Uh, again, want to uh, thank you all for the support so much. Uh, make sure if you still want to grab your 2019 Big Benches Arnold Classic T-shirt and support our our team and group. Um, Please go on the website. You have until March 10th. That's just Sunday. And um, you can grab one there. Alright guys. You have been listening to. The Benchcast.